0: Hello, this is Ron Clark from Cairo's Church Planting, and you are listening to the second season of the God of Second Chances podcast. Welcome back to the God of Second Chances, and we continue our series in the Nabim, Nabim the Historical Books or the Prophets we've been talking about what is known as the former prophets or the earlier prophets and that would be the book of uh, Joshua all the way through the end of kings or second kings separate from the stories of the prophets which include Isaiah Jeremiah and Ezekiel but more focused on the early activity of the prophets and the history of the mighty kingdom of Israel. We're looking at 1 Samuel today. If you'll turn in your Bibles to that, we're going to talk about listening and obeying. Thank you for joining us in the God of Second Chances podcast we're looking at the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel is similar to 1 Samuel that we talked about in our previous podcast lessons. It has the theme of listening and obeying. It also shows us the activity of the prophets in the beginning of the monarchy. But 2 Samuel is different in that it focuses solely on one main character, David. We read about David in chapter 1. You remember David was the son of Jesse. He was the youngest of his brothers. He was chosen early by the prophet Samuel to become king of Israel even though Saul was the existing king. But God had rejected Saul because Saul had had angered Yahweh and been unfaithful. And as the story goes on in 1st Samuel Saul is overcome with an evil spirit, and becomes very paranoid. He's a great soldier, he's an okay king, and he had been a good friend of David, but he turned on David, knowing that David was chosen by God. David, as we read, uh, killed uh, Goliath, uh, the great giant, in battle with a, a, a sling and a stone. David was good friends with Saul's son, Jonathan. They were warriors together. They were buddies, and they fought passionately for the people of Israel. David was a great warrior and well-loved, well-liked, and you know, probably the, the nice-looking you know, soldier. kind of. And he became the king of Israel at the beginning of chapter 2 of 2 Samuel. Saul and Jonathan die in battle with the Philistines. And so David then is going to become king. He's going to have to overpower Abner and uh, uh, Saul's son uh, to take that throne. But he is one who is chosen by the people and he becomes a great leader and a great king. What I'd like to focus about in this lesson is the covenant that Yahweh makes with David. Covenants were important. In the ancient world, covenants were relationships. Uh, We saw this, or we read about this in Genesis 6, with the flood in the lesson, Water, Water, Everywhere, where God developed a relationship with the world and with humans, even though humans were sinful from uh, their very intent, or their very uh, inclination of their heart. We saw that the covenants became an important way of God developing relationships with others and choosing them and promising to bless them. Covenants in the ancient world were typically uh, shared among those who were uh, uh, superiors, such as kings with nations, but in those covenants there were supposed to Uh, Be faithful to the relationship, but if you were a superior, you are not necessarily bound by that covenant. Even though they promised if I fail in my covenant, I will suffer. uh, Sometimes that was not the case because inferiors can break whatever treaties or covenants they want and are not obligated to pay the price. This is what happened on in the United States on the American frontier in the relationships with the treaties that our government made with Native Americans, Indigenous people, those who were here and welcomed us into their country. Uh, and we took over and began to do a lot of damage. And it was known that uh, our government, it was, did not hesitate to violate treaties and relationships while the Native Americans and Indigenous individuals were honorable in their keeping relationships. However, Yahweh was different. Yahweh always kept the covenant. Yahweh always promised and and did what Yahweh promised. However, these relationships were based upon conditions. I will bless and honor you, and in turn you respect or you honor or you obey me. When Israel or the people violated the covenant of God, God was no longer obligated to keep that promise. that's important as we Turn to Second Samuel chapter seven. In Second Samuel seven, Nathan the prophet, who was kind of David's chief advisor or one of his chief advisors, talked with David. And David said, "I want to build a temple for God. It's not fair that you know, I live in a house and I have this mansion, and uh, the, you know the the tabernacle, uh, the um, the Ark of God is in a tent. I want to build a house for it, but." As Nathan the prophet came to God and talked with Yahweh, Yahweh said, David is a man of bloodshed. He's a warrior. He will not build my house. That will be done by his son. And we see that later with King Solomon. Must have been heartbreaking to David. Because David's response in 2 Samuel 7 verse 18 is, Who am I? Oh, mighty Yahweh. And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And as if this were not enough in your sight, O oh, mighty Yahweh, you have also spoken about the future of the house of your servant. Is this your usual way of dealing with man? O oh, sovereign Yahweh, O oh, mighty Yahweh. Now, the reason David says that is because God said, You won't build a temple, but because this is in your heart, because you want to do this, because this is, this is your desire. I will bless you and you will always have a descendant to be on the throne. What a promise. And David's response is you won't let me build the temple, but you're going to bless me. Is this how you deal with man? I mean, what an awesome, humbling event. And yet, Yahweh promised and Yahweh keeps that promise. And as we read through 1st and 2nd Kings, it will say, but because of the promise Yahweh made with David, a person stayed on the throne. That the people of Judah were not completely cut off. The kingdom was not completely taken away until Babylon when it became so bad that Yahweh's name was being defiled in relationship. Think of that. A God who loves people enough, even a king, even a violent king, who is willing to build a temple for him and says, Man, you're not holy enough to build it for me, but I am going to take care of you. That's the God of second chances. first part of this lesson, we talked about how God created a covenant or developed a covenant with David. Historically, God has sought relationship with people, with the creation, with those who God deeply loves. As King David wanted to build a house for Yahweh, Yahweh said in the first part of 2 Samuel chapter 7, I didn't ask for a home. Who, who in the past, what other leaders have I asked to build me this? But David had a heart for God. And so Yahweh said, you won't do it, but I will take care of you. I will bless you. In fact, in verse 13, he mentions about his son who will build a house. He will establish, I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with the rod of men, with the floggings inflicted by men. But my love will never be taken away from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. This shows that David was different than Saul, even though we're going to read in the next lesson and the next few chapters of 2 Samuel, That David had sinned greatly. He murdered one of his friends. He had an affair with with his friend's wife. There was turmoil in his family. He didn't go into battle. He let his armies go out and take the hard part before he'd come in to get the glory. Even though David had many wives, even though David got caught up in sin, God had a relationship with him that was different than Saul. David loved God, David wanted to build a temple for God, David wanted to please God, and David was a man after God's own heart. But even more, in chapter 7, verse 18 through 29, David says of Yahweh, of God, that he he has a, a name that is great. Twice he talks about his name being great. And if, if you notice in the chapter, the name is used often. David's name has been made great. Therefore, Yahweh will make his own name great, and David will make Yahweh's name great. Throughout that, over and over, it's interesting that the name of Yahweh, in the Hebrew, the Hashem, uh, the name, was so important because the name of Yahweh was equated with the honor of God. In the ancient world, a person's name or their honor or their glory was not simply tied into who they were, but it was reflected by their children or by their followers or in the case of a God or gods, by the people who call themselves by the name of Yahweh. In 2 Samuel 7, you see this beautiful relationship that God makes David's name great and he makes him a great warrior and he takes care of him. And yet David in return is concerned about the name of God, the honor of God, the glory of God. I think this is an important lesson, at least for those of us in the United States and maybe other parts of North America, In the United States, we have an attitude that says, it's all about me, or it's not about anybody else's business, or I do what I want to do and it's my freedom and I have permission and the right to seek individualism, to seek my own individual glory, my own individual satisfaction. People who live in Eastern cultures um, see things a little differently. They believe that honor and community respect and family value is key importance. And so a son is concerned about honoring his parents. A daughter is concerned about honoring her parents or her family. Individuals within a community are concerned about living in a way that brings honor to their community. It's important to realize. That in Season 1, we saw that one of these commandments, or these uh, Devarim, these things, called us to love or honor our father and mother. The people in Eastern cultures understand that very well. To honor my parents, to honor my family, means to live in such a way that they bring value, that they feel honored. And yes, I am to love them, I am to treat them well. In the United States, it's much more difficult because we are an individualistic country. We don't understand concepts such as value and honor unless it applies only to us. When we talk about honoring our mother and father, we think it either means being nice to them, or we think when we leave home, we have no obligation. My father was an atheist, and he would call himself agnostic sometimes, atheist. When I was converted to Christianity, October 24, 1983, I was 21 years old. I was uh, a student at the University of Missouri-Columbia School of Veterinary Medicine. I had done three years of undergraduate work and was in the veterinarian school, and I was doing terrible. I flunked out, but during that time, I was baptized in Columbia, Missouri at the Stadium Boulevard Church of Christ. Had a A young college student who was an engineering major taught me in the dorm. And I went to a Bible study. He knocked on 100 doors. I was the last one. And I was the only one to show up. And I was baptized about a month later. My dad was really upset with me. And he was even more upset when I had been accepted to Illinois to get a PhD in biochemistry after finishing my degree. And I turned it down to help a church. My dad wouldn't even come in my house. He wouldn't talk to me Years later as he was older and I think he realized he was about to die He came to visit me in my house and Lori and I were engaged uh, but he had come and uh, He spent the night with me and then that Wednesday I invited him to our church picnic It was in the summer and we would have worship outside and so he came and When we came home he he told me he said uh, "I, I really enjoyed visiting with everybody they think a lot of you they had a lot of nice things to say they spoke very highly of you 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 really do a good job and they respect you for that see I had a dilemma my dad was not happy with the decision I made because he was atheist and yet at this time he was learning from other people how proud they were of me, and yet that reflected on him. To honor our parents means to live in such a way that they are valued, they are cared for, that they are given blessing because of our lives. And yes, it means that we treat them with respect and love them. It's important that we understand the concept of honor, and honoring the name if we are followers of Jesus Christ if we are followers of God of Yahweh we are to live our lives in such a way that God is honored too often I run into people who've left the church because of what's happened there awful things have been done to them or to their family or to others they've witnessed hypocrisy and leadership they've witnessed leadership that has covered up sin they've witnessed individuals who have been hurt and people say, well, you have to get over it. Or people tell them, you can't hold them accountable for that. And my take is always, yes, God's people must live in honor of the name of God. We must be a people who honor God by our life. If you notice the relationship between David and Yahweh. Yahweh would bless David because David honored him and lived To the glory of his name. And even David is able to say in thanks to God. Chapter 7 verse 28. Oh mighty Yahweh you are God. Your words are trustworthy and you have promised these good things to your servant. David and Yahweh had a wonderful relationship. Because David knew what it meant to live to honor God. I'm Ron Clark with Kairos Church Planning. I want to encourage you today to see your life as a life that brings honor and glory to God, to Jesus, to your family, to your church, to your congregation, to your friends, to those you love and those who love you. That is a way to live and be a person after God's own heart. I'm Ron Clark from Kairos Church Planting Support, and I want to thank you for listening to the God of Second Chances podcast. We've been in the midst of doing uh, some exciting things with uh, our discussions on YouTube on uh, bias, racism, and ministry. If you want to know more about that, you might want to check out our, our website uh, at agapecoc.com backslash or hashtag backslash podcast, singular we'll have links to that, uh, to those YouTube discussions. We've been enjoying those. Please feel free to email us at podcast at agapecoc.com, and we would be glad uh, to answer any of your questions. But for now, go in peace, love God, serve others, and remember the God of seconds.